0: You ever wonder how you can hook up more than one antenna to your scanner? Maybe you have a great 800 megahertz Yagi that's trying to pick up a system that's pretty far off, but you still want general receive coverage on everything else besides 800. I'm going to tell you how you can do that right now on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My entry to call sign is W2LIE, and this podcast is here to teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. So before we begin, I remind you that these sessions are sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is my one of my many websites, and we are a authorized unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. So from those one-way Numeric and alphanumeric pages to the voice and P25 pages, we have your department covered. So check out EastCoastPages.com for Unication G1, G4, and G5 products and accessories, and all Unication G series pages will ship with a spare bell clip, and the G1 pages will also ship with a spare set of batteries. Now right now is a great time to purchase a Unication G1 product or a Swiss phone S-Quad Voice or S-Quad Voice 360 because they are buyback programs in place running until the end of September. So if you have a unused minute or 5, 6, uh, or a G1, contact EastCoastPagers.com because they there is a value. There's a trade in value on your pagers as long as they're working. And it could be as much as $75. So contact eastcoastpagers.com right now for your personal quote on a new pager. Again, eastcoastpagers.com. All right, guys. So today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit more of an advanced topic, something that's going to make you think outside the box, maybe something that'll say, have you thinking, you know, that's that's something I was wanting to try, but didn't know how to do it, or maybe I didn't think I could do that, but maybe now I will. And we're talking about using a special type of combiner or a special type of splitter that will allow you to share your coax line and use multiple different antennas to kind of take the best part out of an antenna and, and get some more gain into your system. Now, here's the trick. I'm going to use the generic term here of combiner when it is right, when it comes to having to talk about everything, but I'm not talking about combiners themselves. You know, combiners and splitters... They split the power out, or they split the power on all the ports. We're going to talk about diplexes, duplexes, triplexes, quadplexers, right? But instead of saying duplexes, diplexus, triplexes, quadplexers every single time I want to talk about them, I'm just going to say combiner, okay? Now, again, we're not talking about the physical device of a combiner here. I'm using it generically, a combiner to mean a duplexer, a diplexer, a quadplexer, or a triplexer. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about these really interesting devices here, or these combiners. So why do we want to use, why do we want to do this? Why do we want to insert multiple antennas? Why do we want to combine them using a diplexer or a duplexer? Why why are we looking at doing something like this? Let me give you a few examples as to why you want to do this. Why you may want to do this, and we'll go into how we can do it. All right, so let's take an example here of you're trying to monitor frequencies from a neighboring county that's a little bit out of reach, maybe another state away. And we already know from previous sessions that a Yagi antenna is a great way to beam your signal strength. Right, get get a lot of gain in one direction. But Yagis are very specific on the frequencies they work on. So you really can't use a VHF Yagi and and, and listen on the 800, right? The gain's is just not there. It's not really going to be a good match. But what you can do is you can stack your Yagis and you can have a VHF Yagi, a UHF Yagi, and an 800 megahertz Yagi. You can use a triplex to bring all three of those antennas together and bring them back down on the one coax line into your receiver. Or maybe you have... Um, a really good low band antenna, something that's cut really good for 46 megahertz or something that's really cut well for, you know, 33 megahertz, wherever it is your low band activity is, 39 megahertz. Um, but you still want to use your discount for VHF, UHF, and everything else. You can buy a, a diplexer or a duplexer that will just split out everything less than a certain frequency range and bring it to one antenna to the other. Now, again, it's kind of off-the-shelf product line here, so you can't really get too um, too flexible as to what it is you can do. I mean, you can de- design your own stuff if you really want to go down that route. Uh, you got to watch out for a lot of the mathematics when it comes to that, but, you know, there are some stuff you could buy off-the-shelf that will allow you to do exactly what it is that, you, that you're looking to do. Uh, another example here would be, um, you know, you have a really good low-band antenna, really good VHF, UHF antenna. You want to combine the two together, three together, you can combine all those. Why is it that we look at using a combiner, diplexer, duplexer, triplexer, right, um, instead of a T connector? You don't want to use a T connector because it will change the impedance of your coax run. You also don't want to use a T connector because signal is going to come in on both antennas or, or whatever else antenna is that you have in a network. And you can get signal that comes in out of phase. If they come in completely out of phase from each other, they can negate each other and they can attenuate your signal. Uh, you could have a problem where you get something that's slightly out of time and then we all know how well that works when it comes to simulcast or P25, right? You can have a problem with your, you can actually degrade your, your reception or your decode rate on P25 systems if you don't do it Right. Again, why don't we use combiners or splitters Because uh, or the, the physical device called a combiner or splitter because they split the power on all the ports and you really don't want to split it. You want to filter these out, right? And that's the key. That's where we're talking about diplexers and, and, and this stuff this week because on last week's session, on session 34, we talked about filters. And everything we talk about today, you can download uh, or you can look at online, scannerschool.com slash session 35. So, again why we use a diplexer Well a diplexer is basically a fancy splitter. It's three ports on a diplexer a low pass filter, a high pass filter and a shared port or a combined port. So that's really what a diplexer is. It's passive it means it has no gain has no uh, no active electronic circuits in there nothing can be powered up and you can hook this up as either as an input or an output device. It doesn't matter if you're combining a your signal or splitting signal when it comes to the diplexer. right, the diplexer really doesn't care. What you really got to look out for is what frequencies the diplexer is going to work for. You want to make sure you plug the low band system into the low side and the high system into the high side. So what's the difference, though, between a diplexer and a duplexer? A lot of people use these terms interchangeably, and they're not. They're completely different kinds of uh, types of devices. Typically, a diplexer is used on a receive-only system. So when it comes to scanning, yes, a diplexer is what you're looking for but an off-the-shelf device typically is going to be a duplexer because duplexers are made for the amateur radio market. A duplexer allows you to both transmit and receive on a single path. It's duplexed. That's where you get the name from. It's bi-directional communication. And there's a large isolation between the transmit and the receive side. So typically what happens is if you were to transmit and you had reflected power and it comes back into the receive side, that could blow out the receiver, or it could desensitize the receiver. So you want to have enough separation between the ports. Also, a duplexer is really for where you have really close frequencies you're trying to split. So a typical duplexer may have three megahertz or five megahertz separation. Maybe even on the VHF side, maybe as low as 0.6 uh, megahertz separation between the input and the output port of the, uh, the, the two paths on the duplexer, okay? But again, for a scanner world, receiver world, we'll get diplexers, but typically the stuff you're going to buy off the shelf is going to come from the amateur radio market or the commercial market, and that's going to be a duplexer. So what else if you want to do um, beyond two antennas? You'll get a triplexer beyond three antennas, a quadplexer for four antennas. So what are the benefits of using a diplexer, a duplexer, a triplexer, a quiplexer, pentaplexer, if you want to go that high. Is it a penplexer or a pentaplexer? I don't recall. But... Really, the key benefit here is to keep your costs down because if you can share a single coax line, you're saving money. Now, remember, we talked about in session 30 about coax lines. We talked about LMR 400 being the preferred coax line. And again, you can go and download some bonus material on coax lines at scannerschool.com slash session 30. We got a great chart there that breaks down the losses and effectiveness of multiple um, coax lines, but we don't have anything like that right now for, for duplexes or diplexes or triplexes. Uh, I'm just referring to that, so you understand why we use LMR 400. But again, LMR 400 is a bit pricey. So if you're going to bring in two antennas, why are you going to double your cost on your coax line? Just put a diplexer up there or a duplexer at the top end of your tower or on top of your your house, where the two antennas come together and come down through a shared antenna path, shared coax. Okay. So again, we talked about placing the diplexer, the duplexer, the triplexer at the top. But you can also place them down at the bottom. Why would you want to, again, split the signal when you get down to the bottom? Remember we talked last week on session 34 about filters. And we use filters to kind of increase the sensitivity of your receiver. Well, here's a great example of this again. Maybe you have a uh, a scanner you're going to use for VHF Marine. or Maybe you're going to use it for railroad you don't need to be pumping uhf stuff into that receiver and maybe you have another scanner that you're just going to use for everything above that you know uhf 400 800 whatever it is so you can really then bring just a vhf signal into one scanner and that scanner only has to worry about what's coming in on that on that uh, on that frequency split whereas the other radio that only has to worry about uhf and above so on the uhf radio it's not uh, desensitizing to for the local fm radio site on the VHF radio, it's not being overloaded by the cell site that's right next door. So those are examples really of, of, of how you can use, um, you know, diplexers or, or, or duplexers as filters to help you out as well. Uh, what do you want to look for when you're buying, again, generic term here, combiner? You want to look at basically how many ports you're going to need. How many antennas are you looking to combine? Uh, again, a duplexer or a diplexer for two ports. Three ports would be triplexer. Four ports would be a quadplexer. Um, the losses, the insertion loss, typically like half a dB, maybe a dB or less is, is what you're going to expect. Uh, the connecting ports, are they N, PL259? Are they BNC? Uh, do they have pigtails? Sometimes uh, duplexes will have two pigtails for the low band and a high band, and then the shared port would be you know, an SO259. Don't worry about these connector names. We're going to talk about them next week. So if they don't have pigtails, you're going to also need to worry about any type of jumpers or adapters that you're going to need. So at my location here, I've used uh, duplexes made by MFJ. I've used some made by Diamond. I've used Comet. I have used triplexes made by all three brands as well. I'm very happy with them. They they perform, um, you know, and again, for the scanning world, it's fine. You're not going to be transmitting through it anyway for for um, for scanning. So if you come across a diplexer and you want to use that instead, that's perfectly fine. But again, off-the-shelf off, off the shelf commercial stuff is really going to be called a duplexer. All right, guys. I'm going to keep this one really short because I don't want to go too advanced on this one. I think I've gone advanced enough with it on, on how things work here when it comes to combining stuff. Uh, again, everything that we're kind of going through on the last few weeks will be we found on our resources page. Go to scannerschool.com/resources to find out more about uh, multi couplers, filters, coax lines, antennas, and, and, and whatnot. Uh, we also have a great way of supporting the podcast at scannerschool.com/support. And I want to thank our Patreon supporters, Mark Bb, MT Bono, and Kenneth Fowler. The three guys, you guys are great. If you guys want to support Scanner School on a monthly basis. Um, you know, Patreon's a great way to do that. If you want to give us a one-time donation, you can do that via PayPal. Again, everything is there right there on the support page, scannerschool.com support. And again, a great way you can help support us too is just by subscribing to us, scannerschool.com subscribe. This will allow you to get the latest podcast sent directly to you. If you aren't listening to us on a mobile device. You can also keep up to date as to what's going on with the podcast on a weekly basis by just subscribing to our newsletter. And the newsletter form is right there on the front page of our website at scannerschool.com. I get a lot of emails asking questions about scanners, and I just don't have time to respond to them all. I do read them all. But a lot of these ones, I feel really bad. I get a lot of questions, and I just can't—they come in faster than I can respond to them. So if you have a scanner-related question, I am going to give you an avenue that I can answer you on. Go to scannerschool.com slash ask. That's scannerschool.com slash A-S-K. Ask. Ask. That will give you a voice phone number. If you're in the States, you know, it's a local United States number, you can leave me a voicemail. And I will take that recording of the the message you leave me and play it back on a future podcast and also answer it. If you're outside the United States or don't want to do it via the phone, you can also leave me a voicemail from your phone, uh, your tablet, or your computer's microphone. There's a speak pipe button on there. Basically, you just push on the button. It's going to tell you to record your message. You will record your voicemail just like it would be if it's over the phone. And I'll get the MP3 file. I'll insert it into a future podcast and answer your questions that way. So let me know your scanner-related questions. Scannerschool.com slash ask, and I will answer them on a future podcast. All right, guys. Don't forget, we also have a great Facebook community at Scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Until next week. I'm gonna let this one be. Let me know how you guys make out with your uh, your station upgrade. If you're gonna use different kinds of uh, duplexes, or diplexes, or triplexes, or whatever it is you're gonna be using. Till next week, say seventy-three. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. Thank you so much for listening to the Scanner School podcast. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. I'll catch you guys again next Tuesday, seventy-three. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.